getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot-dogging, yeah! I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. When we speak, our voices are heard, we all say, I bring it. All right, welcome to Mela Smack Talk, where we do nothing but talk wrestling and smack talk to each other. Uh, I am a bearded master. Uh, joining me tonight, we have Masonic, or uh, I'm sorry, Mind Freak. Whoa, Masonic Whoa. Vader is not. Masonic Vader is Whoa. not with us tonight. He is uh, hiding out in the woods right now because he's hiding in shame from his appearance and his picks from the last six months because he's just keeps getting worse and worse. Um, and well, if you know who Masonic Vader is, then you know his picks weren't pretty good. <laughs> His picks have been just terrible lately. Well, That's you know, okay. the one thing about Masonic Vader is he likes to say that he's he's experienced and he's been around for a long time and he knows how the wrestling industry and business works and he doesn't go by heart. He doesn't go by head. He goes by logic. And, well, you know what? Logic doesn't work logic by the time. Work. I go with the gut. But before we get into our uh, talking about uh, SummerSlam, uh, who won SummerSlam, Bearded One? Uh, I'm really going to let you announce that. I'm going to let you announce that. Wait, was it? No, I'm dead serious. I don't know. Was it me? Oh, I don't know. I thought I thought it was you. Uh, I think it was me, dude. <laughs> I, think I, I think I, I split the card. Yeah. We all got destroyed. Almost all of us got destroyed with TakeOver. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I, don't, I only missed two matches on TakeOver. I, I missed three. I only miss Undisputed Era and, only, and Roderick Strong. And that was because – and that right there, that was me going with, with my fantasy booker. Uh, I should have been thinking otherwise. Um, yeah. I was going with, with the E, thinking that they're going to have three brands and all three brands be ran by a faction. You know, we yeah. have Raw with the club. We have New Day running uh, SmackDown. And then I figured, hey, why not do it? If they're going to do it, they're going to do it now. And that's put Undisputed Era running the, the yeah. organization. Um, and, and that's where I went with it. That didn't happen. Um, but I mean, since we're talking takeover, did you watch takeover? Uh, I watched the tail end of takeover for sure. The I watched the gar- yeah, I for sure watched the uh the Gargano Adam Cole match, and my God, did you watch the whole match or did you just watch like the end of it? Like the end of it. Okay. Like like I was I was busy with other stuff, so I wasn't able to catch all of it, but I caught the tail end of it when I came. So home. which which fall did you jump in on for uh, the last one? Okay, so you met you caught on when they were already in the cage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. No, it, I mean, great match. They uh, that was probably their best outing, and as far as a two or three falls, probably the best two or three falls I've watched in a long time. And we a year ago we were talking two or three falls for the third time with Gargano and Champa. Uh, decent match, but I mean, if you go back to listen to those episodes, I wasn't a big fan of them. Just the fact that it was the same match over and over again that we had always seen from the two of them. Um, we can call that by play by play, and it happened the exact same way. The match with Gargano and Cole, I felt, was a different type of match. Each match was different. Uh, the, obviously, it started off with the first one as a wrestling match, and then the second fall was a falls ca- or a street fight. And then the ECW hardcore weapons everywhere cage match. With no door, barbed wire on top, uh, was a great fit way to finish that match off. Every every fall was a different match. Uh, it was it was a great story, and I I was happy that Adam Cole, baby, 
won mm-hmm. and retained his title for that match. Um, did you catch any other matches or anything? Any highlights from any other items? Uh, no. Okay. Well, um, if you get and, a chance. I, I know. And I was going and actually looking that over with your picks. Um, I think actually me and you uh, tied. I, that works. I'm good with a tie. I'm good with a tie, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's me and you tying, it's okay. If it was I like- mean, as long as it comes down to January 1st and we look back at the numbers and at TLC San Jose, which I think I might be making a trip up there for TLC I, this year. I might too. I might too. Uh, <laughs> as long as I walk out of TLC knowing that, hey, I don't care what the points were, as long as I end up one over the rest, I'm okay. Because when it comes down to it, when you can't be called the master, if you don't win time after time and you can win the battles, but the one that wins the war, that's the one that stands tall. Just yeah. And, and I think looking at, looking back at all the picks and stuff, I think me and you are neck and neck. Maybe like uh, one of us is up like one or two points over it. It's, and it's been so, rotating every, every, it every has. card. It has. I mean, I mean, Vader's been off in the distance behind us. So that's, well, okay. I think I'm going to get Vader like making picks for dummies. <laughs> uh, so he can, to camp so he can read the, actually should have gotten that beforehand so that when he's out there with no service and hanging out with his son that he they, they could have had a bonding moment and his son could have read him the book and he can maybe pick up some tips on how to pick how to pick some wins um <laughs> you, you know, know hey I, i'm gonna i'm gonna ca- i'm gonna cast my line and catch a fish <laughs> and every time i catch a fish i'm gonna pick up a new hint and tip on how i'm gonna win a win a pay-per-view card Hey, yeah, you almost had it there. You almost had it there, Mater. <laughs> almost, almost had it. Almost had it. Um, before we go any further, we've got takeover out of the way. Let's go ahead and <clears throat> give a thank you to our, our parent site, malice-corp.com, who brings us all together, all the different nerd shows, and gives us a platform to say what we want, how we want it, when we want. Uh, but to most importantly, give you, the listener, an opportunity to come in and have a little bit of takes of everything uh, to, to participate in, listen to, give us feedback on, join in, in the chat room on Twitch um, between all the different shows we have. And if you go to the website, you can, we've always got polls up there. We always have the lineup of the shows that are coming. Um, and then take a listen. Listen up. See what you like and keep coming back. Subscribe to us on Twitch. Uh, if you have uh, – and it's um, – Twitch.tv slash MouseCorp. And if you have Amazon Prime, you do get the free subscription. So use that free subscription. Give it to us. Listen to us. We'd love to hear your feedback and uh, hope you continue to join us. Um, Other than that, uh, also on there, if you go to the bottom of the page, we do have our link to Amazon. You can go ahead on the click on that link and make the purchase. It does help the site out and helps us do what we do each week, uh, day in, day out. And allowing us to provide what we can, and as far as recording and trying to give the top-notch quality audio out there and visual out there, given some people sit in the basement in the dark and, um, you know, his name's Mind Freak. Uh, but other than that, you can follow us at uh, on on uh, Instagram at Malice Corp Smack, as well as on Twitter at Malice Smack Talk. We are always on there posting new stuff, and I know like this last month, uh, uh, Masonic Vader was down. At a show, house show in uh, San Diego, and was posting his videos and pictures from there. So we continually try to do that. You know, I know when I do shows, uh, I try to post on there when I go as well. Last the last big show I went to was WrestleMania. Uh, so try to get some pictures on there too. But follow us, tweet us, uh, Instagram us, whatever it might be. Uh, share us your thoughts on the show or wrestling in general, 
what you like to see, what you don't like about the industry. And that's not just WWE. We hit up a little bit of everything. We talk New Japan. We talk Ring of Honor. When Ken's here, we talk Impact because he's the only one that really watches that. Uh, but NXT and WWE also. So other than that, um, before we really get started into SummerSlam, you got anything you want to share or go over? Um, The biggest thing that I want to share is the ungodly pick that Masonic Vader made and the reasoning behind this these two picks for these two matches. Um, he picked that both, and we'll get into the matches later on, but he picked that both the Canadians were going to win their respective ma matches, and that was Vince's way of apologizing for the Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> Vince will never apologize for the Screwjob. Never! never. One, and I'm glad you bring this up, too. Because there's a reference to this on Monday night. Uh, Brett screwed Brett. And I don't know if you listen. Ziggler. Was it Ziggler? I think it was. Oh, what do you, oh, now I can't remember what he said. But he's like, they screwed them. You know, and I was like, oh, did he really just take the Brett screwed Brett line and utilize that? All right. All right. Okay, okay. I see how it is. Um uh, Yes, fakey one zero two one two one. Brett screwed Brett, as in Brett Hart screwed himself out of the company back in the nineties and before he's left to WCW because he didn't want to lose the title to Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, okay, so we'll go on to our SummerSlam recap, and we'll go ahead. Did you watch the pre-show at all? Uh, no, I was caught up at work at the pre-show, but. I did realize that after we made our picks, we totally messed up with what one of the pre-show matches was. We thought it was going to be uh, Nakamura versus Ali for the IC title, but we were wrong on that one. Yeah, it felt like they didn't really announce the the pre-show match until right before. Um, the, I mean, obviously, we had the Buddy Murphy, the Duke Gillac and uh, Oni Larkin. They had that, obviously, that's going to end up on the pre-show because it is the Cruiserweight title. Um but as far as like the Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews match, obviously the only reason why that was there was to progress the storyline with uh, Brian and Rowan and Ro and, Ro and Roman. Um, mm -hmm. So it's kind of whatever. But <clears throat> I mean, when it comes down the tag team match, Alexa Bliss. I mean, I really can't say much other than did you see her gear? Like that Buzz Lightyear gear was absolutely. <laughs> yes, <bad>. it was. <laughs> oh man. Like uh, her, her, her she, she, can, she can wear like Disney themed anytime she wants. Iron Man, it, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. It's always on spot. Um, but then we'll get go into the the, the SummerSlam pre our main card, and it started off with um the, the Raw Women's Championship match: Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, Which I was a little upset with at the fact that that was the first match of the night. Really? Why though? <sighs> I think my only reason is because what 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 that what Becky keeps on doing, um, and she put on these stellar matches. I mean, I get the fact that you know it was a fantastic match and it kind of set the stage for the entire card. But I mean, going to headline WrestleMania just to like start SummerSlam to me that something about that just didn't make sense. Um, and here's why. Here's why I liked it. Um, okay, it was a a great match to start off the card to get people no, yeah. and ready. 
Absolutely. Uh, the fact that you had Canada, uh, Canada's own um, starting off the, the, the card, it really got people. Obviously, the crowd bumped, just bumped and, and popped for that because they're getting Natalia in the match. They're getting the man, Becky Lynch, in the match. And it's going to – people are going to be ready for that, get behind that because they know from there – you really could just continue to grow on the card and progress rather than starting off hot, super hot, and then dropping down and then coming back up, especially with what the match that's followed this with a perfect up and down and kind of balance it out to start the card off. Uh, I'm not a fan of Natalia. It's been said many times. Yep. Always have, always say it. Uh, however, Becky Lynch, also, as much as I love Becky Lynch, she's not the greatest wrestler. We, we all know that. Yeah. She, when it comes to talent, she's great, but she's not – She's not the best. And I, I'll be honest. I thought this was a pretty damn good match. I thought it was oh, really it was. solid. It was, I thought this was Natalia's best match she's had in probably five or six years. Uh, and, and because of that, it, it wasn't because, oh, well, Becky Lynch carried her or held the match up. No, Natalia actually performed at a high level. And I was, you know, really surprised by that. So that's really because of that. It got me into the match and was ready for the rest of the card. Uh, so I think that's my thoughts on that. Um, going to the next match, we had thoughts on that. Um, going to the next match, we had Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. That the, I that, mean, we we, we know that Goldberg can't last more than two minutes. We've been seeing that for a year now, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, first Brock Lesnar last what a minute twenty five. And then, again, that very short period of time at WrestleMania. Well, I mean, and even then, before that with, uh, with the uh, Universal Championship match against Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah, that was that, that's true. But that happened after the Brock Lesnar match. Yeah. The first one. The first one. And yeah. then we had Taker versus him in Saudi this last yeah. spring. And that was a bust because of Goldberg. Uh, I mean, I had Ziggler winning. I just felt like with this card – and this goes to why I chose Trish earlier for two reasons. One, I thought they weren't they were gonna let one of the Canadian women win. I didn't think they were gonna let both of them lose or both of them win. Yeah. And I thought they were gonna let one of the legends win a match. And obviously Goldberg and Trish being the legends, Goldberg being around a lot longer. I thought that they were gonna give Trish the farewell win. Um yeah, it went yeah. The exact opposite. That's it, why it I chose it. Yeah, chose. and 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 with just the way that this match was set up, I'm like they're going to give it to Goldberg. So I I went with Goldberg for that one. Yeah, on that particular match, it was, it, it, was it, was great, match. it was a great choice. I mean, he came yeah. in and really just cut Ziggler in half like five times. Yeah, uh, which was crazy. The Ziggler just kept getting back up and talking back to him, and just again come back out more and more. Exactly. Uh, but. That match was a one-sided, just a – it was a squash match. Like, it was, that's all it was. And so that goes to wonder, is, do you think something further is going to happen with Goldberg? Maybe. They may be setting him up for something else, maybe one last match um, against Brock because they're both one and one on each other. You know, recently since they've since he's come back, you know, Goldberg won the first one, Brock won the second one. Yeah. So maybe try to set up uh, Goldberg Brock three. Uh, do you really want to see a fourth Goldberg versus Brock? No, but that's that's the only logical thing that makes sense. I'm speaking like Vader now. <laughs> I, I feel like Goldberg might have a couple more matches in him for the end of the year, and I think it might he he's taking care of Ziggler. Um, 
but I feel like he's going to do the work and get somebody else over by the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, and possibly a younger talent, maybe even a talent coming from NXT. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of him, but maybe Matt Riddle. Who knows? The bro wants something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, just a kind of side note on this is some, some articles and reports that come out the last 24 hours. Um, sounds like Dolph Ziggler was, had a handshake agreement with Vince McMahon to be kind of let go or so to speak, um, given time off after SummerSlam so he can go ahead and do other projects and kind of be let out of his deal. Apparently after SummerSlam, Vince McMahon turned away and said, no, I can't let you go. Can't you do that? Um, what are your thoughts on Ziggler getting a handshake agreement to go do other projects? And what do you think about Vince saying, nah, I'm going to squash that and I'm not going to let it happen after all? Just with everything that's been happening lately, like it it honestly really doesn't surprise me that much. I mean, with going back, I can't remember the ex- which show it was, but going up and just like completely rewriting an entire show, like during the show while it was going on, and then like a week or two weeks before that, like rewriting an entire show before it even went live. Like Vince is just making weird changes where stuff keeps like swapping and stuff. Like he's going one way, then he's going the opposite way, trying to get, you know, all of his uh, eggs in a basket for the Fox deal. So something must have happened during that to where he's like, yeah, no, you're not going. And it, and right now with everything that's happening, it really doesn't surprise me all that much. But I think the other thing has to consider what kind of projects did Ziggler have lined up. So that could have taken into a factor of it too. Well, I think when it comes down to Ziggler and his other projects, it has to do with his comedy, mm-hmm. uh, maybe some movies. Uh, he's his comedy. That's why he was gone for so long before and after Royal Rumble, because he was doing his comedy shows. And I went, I went to one of those shows. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, the night or right after, literally right after Royal Rumble ended. Uh, and it was a pretty good show, and he had a lot of different talent there. Obviously, some of the talent that that was part of that is no longer part of the WWE. Um, but I think that some of this with uh, Vince possibly squashing it, if this is all true, has to do with what's about to happen with AEW. And I don't think he wants to lose Ziggler possibly to AEW or just have another top talent that he can utilize for whatever he wants, not on his roster. Yeah. I mean, G1 Supercard just ended on Monday, and Dean Ambrose or John Moxley was a big crucial or part of that. And he was leaning in points for a long part of that, of that stay and that tournament. So he's making waves out in the in the world outside of WWE. Fall uh, um, all out is um, is coming up in a, in a couple weeks. Like literally, yeah. the, the sequel to Double or Nothing is two weeks away in Chicago, and that's AEW's biggest show of the year. And then come after that, they start on TV. You know, they have their TV deal about the hit. They don't. WWE is changing times in October. They're t- changing channels for SmackDown. They're coming to the, the fall part of the season and the winter. So they don't want to lose anybody that's going to affect them somewhere else. And I think that has to do partly with why Vince probably squashed it. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So in the next match goes to some good old boys. Uh, AJ Styles, United States <laughs> champion with the OC, which – Personally, I think is the absolute abomination as far as them calling themselves the OC. Yeah, stupid as all hell. Name wise, um, but, but I will say this: Invader didn't believe me. I called it. Then I call it when Styles came to Raw. I was like, they're going to put the club back together. Oh yeah, absolutely. He knew. And apparently, 
apparently, I didn't catch this, but it was brought to my attention. Apparently, during the show, maybe even pre-show, they came up to Finn Balor. And they offered him assistance and told him, if you need help, if you need some backup, you know where to come. Uh, which we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah. you know, you want to let that stew up there a little yeah. bit. Uh, but AJ Styles, Ricochet, U.S. Championship, uh, Carl uh, Anderson, Luke Gallows at the side. Uh, thoughts on the match? I enjoyed it. <laughs> did you enjoy the match for itself, or did you enjoy the match more because it was really AJ Styles versus Nightwing? <laughs> both. <laughs> I mean, both, both both of those both of those two in the ring together have fantastic chemistry, and just watching them do what they do, especially when it's those two, like I was blown away. Like I, I thought it was one of the best matches of the night, personally, just because I like both of them so much and the type of uh, athleticism and talent that they bring into the ring. Yeah, no, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I think that every time that AJ, well, anytime AJ's in the match, it's always yeah. a great match. Um, there's been a couple, obviously, haven't been great. Um, we haven't seen Jinder in a while, so it's okay. Uh, but other <laughs> than that, like when it's those other, he does great. He, he outshines when he's in the in the match with a like a power talent, you know, uh, Lesnar, Roman. It doesn't matter. If there's a larger talent in there, he always uh, outshines them. Uh, but when you put him in there with that speedier and quicker and that just more elusive kind of talent, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Ricochet, you know, it really complements what he does and what he can do in the ring. And AJ Styles isn't the youngest guy out there anymore. So when you put him in the ring with a guy half his age and he performs at a high level as he did, man, it was a great match. And what they, what the story between AJ and Ricochet over the last you know month or so, uh, they've been putting on some solid matches, and it's really, you know, I think eventually Ricochet will get those titles or get that title. I just mm-hmm. don't think the timing's right yet. I think they need to run with the OC with the belts for a little while and let AJ really build and develop that brand again. Uh, I think eventually this is going to be to the story that leads to Ricochet being put over even higher than he already is. And yep. we've seen Ricochet kind of get the spotlight ever since he got pulled up. And I mean, him and Black did great together. But then when Black got hurt, Ricochet Ricochet performed, man, and he really got a the notice of the fans and the 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 writers, and has been giving some solid solid stories. And I think that this is going to be the one that really puts him over. I'm looking forward to see what happens here. Um, and yeah, so I thought that was a pretty solid match. Um, and, and exactly too, like with with getting over and going up to Grand Heights. What better way to do that than with AJ Styles? You know, I mean, me and you are both huge Styles fans. Um, but the fact that you matter is if Styles can put Ricochet over, it's just going to do wonderful, phenomenal, pun intended, uh, things for Ricochet. Yeah. All right. So that leads us to our second women's championship match. Um, SmackDown women's champion, Bailey versus Ember Moon. Uh, who'd you have picked in, the, in this match? Bailey. Bailey. Okay. Um, I had Ember Moon winning. I honestly thought that this was going to be a great opportunity in time for her to get that strap and for them to give her the belt. Um, I really haven't been really thrilled or excited with Bailey's reign. It, you know, it, it's a lot along the lines of that, what everyone was complaining about with Seth Rollins after he beat Brock at WrestleMania. Very lackluster, not much going on. There was a lot of, he was doing other stuff, you know, feuding with Baron Corbin and whatever, whatnot. Um, I just feel like Bailey really hasn't been doing much with the title since she got the title. Uh, she's been showing up on Raw and tag teaming with, with Becky uh, or having matches with Alexa, whatever it might be. But I feel like 
her her chase for the belt and climb for it was entertaining and thrilling. But once she got the belt, she did has done nothing with it. Uh, I thought that Jim giving the belt to Ember Moon would have been a solid option and chance for them to really put it on somebody new and fresh and let them have a run with it. I'm not the biggest fan of Ember Moon, but I was interested in see what they would do with her as a title, as a champion. Yeah. Uh, I, what are your thoughts on the match? Uh, overall, I thought the match was good. I mean, um, you have a high power like Ember. Um, you know, she, she does a lot of the high flying, but she can be a powerhouse at the same time. Going up against Bailey. Now, one of the things I do like about Bailey right now is. Uh, you're absolutely right. Like her climb to get to the championship was was entertaining and good to watch because you know, like, hey, I'm Bailey. Yeah, I'm the hugger, but you know what? I'm not hugging right now. I'm fighting. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it too. Um, but it, it's Ember's going to get her title. Um, it, it's going to happen. Um, but I think you know, with her being injured and then coming back from an energy, uh, that uh, that injury recently. Um, she just needs to build up just a little bit more. I think the next, if she did, does get another opportunity to get to Bailey, that's when she's going to win it. Um, and that was something that both me and Vader both said last week. Like Ember is deserving of a title, but might be just a tad bit too early for her right now. Um, but probably maybe within the next couple of months. But overall, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. So you think that this is she's too early to get the title right now? Uh, I mean, she's been on the main roster for over a year. Yeah, but she yeah, oh I get that, but she's also she was gone for part of that time with an injury. She's only been gone since she's only been gone since what right before WrestleMania. And then she came back like two months no, ago. No, not even that. She came she got hurt right before Money in the Bank. She was supposed to be in Money in the Bank, I thought. That's right. That's right. So she's only been gone for a couple months. Yeah. Uh let's not forget the golden child, uh Charlotte Flair was gone for six months and then came back and yeah. had a title match, her first match back. Uh, given Ember Moon is not Charlotte Flair. Exactly. Yeah, that. yeah, I'm not taking that. But I when Charlotte Flair had the title for six times, and Ember Moon is a new talent who can get that belt on and start something new, uh, I mean, it's pretty this Eventually, we all know the belt's going to end up being on Charlotte Flair. It's going to happen. Yeah. But who's going to be the one that puts it over on her? Uh, I don't I don't see a story with Bailey and, and Charlotte very entertaining. That's kind of what we were leading up to with the chase. And it was really boring for what she was doing. Um, uh, Now, you you said this match was pretty good. I'm going to completely disagree with you here. I actually thought this was the worst match on the entire card. They were – they were – there was a lot of booing. There was – I don't know if you heard it at all, but I did. It was very quiet at points. Uh, There wasn't much to the match that really got me entertained. Um, And then coming off of – the, obviously, the Ricochet and AJ Styles match, it's kind of hard to follow up that up. Yeah. And, and when you have the Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match after that, it's kind of a, a – it, this was definitely meant to be the downer match to get – you know, come down and then get back up to the next match. Um, I just – I felt the wrestling wasn't great. I felt the finishes weren't awesome. And the story, there just was no story there to be told in that ring. Uh, and then the finish with Bailey winning the belts, it was, it was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, no excitement there for me. So you thought it was a good match. That's great. That's why we do what we do. Why we do what we do. I'm sure that Masonic Vader probably didn't even watch the match. For all yeah. we know, all we did was watch the recap on Wikipedia to see who won which match and it kind of went from there. 
uh, and then said, oh, I'll YouTube this match, and we'll kind of go from there. Oh, wait, I'm going camping. I don't need to watch the matches this week. That's why so. he has us on here tonight, taking care of the Slack form. Well, somebody needs to hold the show up because exactly. he doesn't do it. Exactly. <laughs> Cheers. It's been a year and a half. It's been a, it's been a year and a half, and we already know that. So, <laughs> next match. A loser, or not even a loser. If he loses, he is gone. Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon with surprise, surprise, Elias as the special guest enforcer. Yep. This match didn't go 10 minutes. Uh, it, well, before I tell you my thoughts, tell me your thoughts on this match. I'm just... I said it last week, and I'll, I'll say it again this week. Shane McMahon just needs to go away for a while. Um, he, he's inserting himself way too much into storylines. And, you know, it was obvious, you know, obvious because, you know, they don't want to lose a talent like Kevin Owens. So it's obvious that he's going to win the match. Um, with that being said, um, I, I actually did it. I did enjoy this match for what it was. Um. Yeah, I'm that. That's pretty much all I have to say on it. I'm sorry. What was that again? I apologize. <laughs> oh, you want me to say it again? Am I boring yes. you to death? Say it again. Am I boring you? No, you're not boring me. I apologize. Mm, I apologize. No. What was what was the last statement you made? Um. It was like it, pretty much. It was. It was the match I expected a match to go, with, especially with you know considering everything that's been happening over the, like the last like half a year with Shane McMahon, you know, inserting his cronies, this and that, and then just made it like a, a bigger mile step for uh, Kevin to overcome. But at the same time, you know, the fact that the way he overcame it, you know, it, it's that more satisfying. Okay. Um, this was a surprising match to me. I, I, I expected Kevin Owens to win. I wasn't expecting him to win the way he did win. It was, he dominated from start to finish. And with the way Shane's been all year long, he's been beating everybody. He beat Roman. He beat The Miz. He beat – it didn't matter. You put anyone in front of him, and he beats them. Um, I wasn't expecting him to beat Kevin Owens, but I was expecting it to be more lopsided towards Shane and then Kevin get the win by some roll-up or whatever happened at the end. Um one thing I thought was pretty cool was the fact that we didn't get any high-flying Shane McMahon like we normally do. Yeah. So there was no high spot, like thriller moment. This is, oh, we're going to get everybody pumped up and we're going to get Shane flying through the air. We didn't get none of that. And I actually liked the fact we didn't because it felt like we every time we get a Shane McMahon match, that's what we're going to get. We know we're going to get it, and that's why we're getting that Shane McMahon match. Mm-hmm. We okay, didn't get that. And we got, yeah, and we literally just got – am I boring you, man? Like No, sorry. I was, oh. I was up earlier this morning. My oh, God. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, no, no. It, it, the fact that Kevin Owens just dominated and yeah. then beat the hell out of Elias, too. Uh, yeah, it, I, I thought it was a it great is, finish. It was a different was surprise a, what happened. Yeah, it essentially was essentially a two-on-one match. Yeah, pretty much. It. Basically, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it goes but, on to yeah. our, our final women's match of the card. We have, <laughs> the you know... The queen of all eras, Charlotte Flair, and well, the legend herself, Trish Stratus, uh, in a singles match. And I actually thought this was a really great match. 
oh, I yeah. was not expecting, and it wasn't because Charlotte Flair was in it, mm-hmm. and it wasn't carrying her. I actually thought that Trish Stratus actually did more in this match than Charlotte did, yeah. and I felt that for not seeing Trish around as much as we have, uh, I mean, she's been around about four times in the last twelve months. Uh, appearances, tag match, uh, one-on-one matches, whatever it might be. We've seen her a little bit, but haven't seen her doing much. Uh, but so to see her come back and have this first match, like real solid match with Charlotte Flair in her first match in like 13 years, um, I thought she did really great. I, oh, there yeah. was a couple moments where it was like, oh, that, that, that sucks. But I thought it was a great match between the two of them. I thought she really held her own with Charlotte and gave a lot of offense in that match. I I thought it made it really made me believe that she was actually going to beat Charlotte Flair. I know. Like, so like with my pick, like I, everything about me with what I was saying, like head, heart, all that stuff, I was going for Trish, but I even said this last week, I would, given the track record with what's been happening with WWE lately with these legends coming back for matches, they always lose and go over. So gut feeling, even though I hate to say this, I went with Charlotte. And the entire time I'm watching this match, I'm like, I should have picked Trish. I should have picked Trish. I should have picked Trish. Because that match was fantastic and the way it was going. Uh, but when Charlotte got the win, I'm like, I knew it. Like it, was like it was like a sigh of relief, but like a disappointed sigh of relief. You know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Oh, am I boring you now? No, man, not at all. I'm following <laughs> the, the, the chat room, seeing what's going on yeah. there. Um, <laughs> we have our producer saying that Vader uh, thought you needed to go away. That's why he ran away to the woods. <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, I, I didn't need him to go away. Yeah. Um, the, show needed, the show needed a, a rating spike. So instead of having a raw reunion, we're having a bearded master appear on – it's like no, it's like it's like it's like oh man we got another one of these versus Taker showing up randomly <laughs> and yes oh, I compared you to Taker you're welcome next time I'm gonna have like the smoke come up and the the dong oh, oh, going wait, oh, and just do and just have the music playing That's and then all of a sudden I'm just gonna walk up and like smoke for you I'm back. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just take a hit of my vape and just blow smoke on your screen for you. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so now we go to the WWE World Championship. Kofi Kingston oh. versus our boy, Randy Orton. I have to say, like, Kofi has had some amazing matches. Me, personally, I think this was one of his best matches of the year. In my opinion. Yeah, um, I, it, it was such a great match. It was it was going so well. It was back and forth. The story being told was amazing, and the, the, like you could see the history. This was this was, was the longest match on the entire card. You know that? Yeah. And there's only one match that was even close to it, and that was the Trish Stratus match right before it. Literally, the Trish and Charlotte match was like. Five seconds less than the Randy and uh, and Kofi match, wow. and they were back to back. So literally about yeah. thirty five minutes of matches between were back to back. Yeah, I I honestly thought that Randy was going to win this match. I did too. I did too. Hey, um, hey, I hey, thought hey. he was going to win it, and then because we've been such a high with 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 Kofi, and this would be the perfect time for him to lose the belt, and then Chase just to win it at the the opening show. Of SmackDown on Fox, and I thought that would have been perfect, yeah. but we didn't get that. We didn't. Um, instead, 
what we got was a double countout. And I can I I feel that double countouts are the weakest form of a finish that's possible. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. It was. And, and and I picked and I picked ready for the same reason. Like I mean, I said you before. If like there's anybody to like carry the title into the Fox deal, like you'd want to have a big name like Randy Orton. I think me and you both picked Orton, and Ken in his infinite logic picked Kofi to ride that high a little bit more. Yep. So we'll, we'll we'll give him that one. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, he's got to win something sometime. Yeah. Um, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus. Oh. Non demon Balor at SummerSlam. First time yes. we've seen Finn Balor at SummerSlam, and he's not the demon. Uh, yes. First, thoughts on him not being the demon? I said this last week, and I'll say it again. Um, because we were supposed, uh, if I remember correctly, a couple years back, I think it was before him or Bray got injured, or I think it was before Bray got injured. It was supposed to be Bray, uh, you know, as Bray uh, versus the demon Finn Balor, and we didn't get that match. But instead. With this match, with uh, we got we got the Fiend versus regular Finn Balor, which will ultimately set up another match between these two, where it's the Fiend versus the Demon, and that match is going to be pretty intense. Um, but in all intents purposes, though, I did pick Bray winning this match, um, as did you, I believe, um, because of the fact that um, uh, and Ken brothers, uh, Vader brought this up last week. Uh, with the fact that Ballard did ask for time off uh, to be with family and stuff like that, just to take like a little vacation, and he was given that. Um, but also at the same time, you know, uh, yeah, he's lost a couple matches, lost that IT title, this and that. But the fact that it's Bray Wyatt's first match as the Fiend, I mean, you, you can't have him come out, build him up the way you have so much, like with uh, over these last couple months, just to have him lose the first match. But it also sets up the story to continue to where we can have the Fiend versus the Demon. Yeah, no, I agree. You can't build somebody up for five months just to come have them come out and to lose. Mm -hmm. it, especially when you built them up as much as you have with Bray Wyatt and where Bray Wyatt was before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how much this is truth with Balor leaving. Um, I hope that he kind of takes some time off. And the only reason why I want him to take time off is I want him to come back and I want him to be a heel Balor when he comes back. Uh, like, almost, like, almost, almost like Prince Devitt style, yep. starting a yep. club. Um, I want him to come out like Balor Club isn't for everyone because Balor Club is dead. This is the original club, the only club that matters. And then you have AJ and the boys walk up next to him. And I want it to happen to the point where they come to him as the leader because Balor started yep. Bullet Club. Yep. AJ was the third leader of Bullet Club. And Gallows and Anderson were there before AJ was. Um, I think you you give the nod to Balor as the heel and the leader of the faction. And I think that faction only elevates him to a much higher level than they've done for him since he came to the main roster. Yep. Uh, but... The, the Bray Wyatt's entrance, the new skull. Um, oh, dude, that gave me chills, dude. Like, I was like, yes, <laughs> chills yeah. in a good way, dude. <laughs> it's awesome, it is, dude. Um, 
And the yeah. fact that he does some of the same things that he did as old Bray, like, you know, when he flipped his head upside down like that with the mask on. And having dude, talk around the yeah. and everything. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. um, yowie, wowie. <laughs> and they just started chanting that, too. It was awesome. Yeah. But then they were also uh, – what did – so – Never mind. Yeah, it was it was odd. I thought the entrance was fantastic. I thought Bray Wyatt being the Fiend and having he had a great match with Balor. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with the Fiend. I hope they continue to have him grow and elevate him to a much higher level. I hope he doesn't become a second thought or a joke later. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm interested to see what happens with Balor because Balor can only go up from here. Um, he they've all they've all they've always flip flopped him as far as he does well, he doesn't do well, he does well. And then they bring him back down to cool him off. They just need to let him rise. And maybe with him re- going on vacation or break, if he does, uh, and he returns, I hope it's a return that isn't announced and he just comes back. And that that's what we're missing in wrestling these days. And, I, and that's kind of what I want to see. So, yeah. Coming to the uh, final match. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Before you do that, uh, our producer is like, how epic would a tag match be of the Fiend and the Demon versus Kane and Mankind? Like, masked makeup. Uh, against each other. Hmm. Well, if we're talking like Kane and Mankind from 20 years ago, that would probably be a pretty solid match. Yeah. Uh, I, don't McFoley, no. I don't want to see Mick Foley in there right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm interested in seeing Kane. <clears throat> yeah. I've heard rumors that Kane might be possibly coming back. Um, so, I mean, we can see what happens there. But, yeah, yeah. mask and mask. And, and, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh. Final match of the night. <laughs> Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, WWE Universal Championship. The one um, that gave me the win. <laughs> I, I honestly believe like this was the biggest upset of the night. Like I don't think anyone was expecting Rollins to really win this match. I was. I mean, I'm sure there was people out there, but I don't know. Like I just felt like Brock was going to get the belt, and Rock Brock was going to go against someone else. Uh, but not only that, here's what I liked about this match. Rollins did a lot. He loved the offense, a lot of defense. Mm-hmm. Brock didn't do, you know, did a lot of, of both. But what I liked the most was the fact that for the first time in a long time, Brock Lesnar worked. Yeah. And when I say worked, I mean he did the favor, he did the job, and he helped sell and get Seth Rollins over. Not that Rollins needed to be put over, but he did it. And I know that that Vader's talked about us in the past how. Um, Roll or Brock Lesnar, he when he shows up, he shows up. He does the high quality level. I've never believed it. No, I have to give the man his respects and his, uh, that's due yeah. to him. Uh, this was a great match from Brock Lesnar. It was, and everyone knows how much I hate Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, this was a great match. Not only a great match for Lesnar, a great match for Rollins, but it was a fantastic match to end a SummerSlam card that was a great card. Oh, absolutely it was. It absolutely it was. Um, looking back at the card, where would you grade the overall card? You had to grade it on, a, on an A, B scale. A minus. A minus? Okay. That's good. Um, I was I was doing a – I saw a B, B plus, uh, so not too far off. I thought there was some opportunity, but there was definitely yeah. some great aspects of the match. So that was fantastic. Um, I'm sure Masonic Vader's thing is this is probably a C level card because it's not NXT. Um, and, and he didn't win you know, it again, you know. Yeah, you know, he does what he does. Yeah. Um, so that that concludes our SummerSlam recap. 
just a couple hit, a couple news items from this week. Uh, G1 Climax, the big event in New Japan, ended on Monday on Monday morning for us. Uh, <clears throat> ended with uh, the B Block winner being uh, Jay White, uh, Switch Bay, Switchblade, and then the winner of the A Block being Kota Ibushi. And I know that Vader is becoming an Ibushi fan uh, because his son loves Kota. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great outing throughout the entire tournament for both of them. Uh, I didn't think that that Jay White was going to get to the finals, but I I thought that Coda would. If you haven't watched this yet, um, great match, fantastic finish. Uh, are you going to end up watching this match, or do you mind if I give this the spoiler? Go for it. Or do you go, for it. Swear so, go for it. G one right. climax winner finally won last year. Lost in the finals. This year he wins the finals. Kota Ibushi is the G one climax winner. Um, as of right now, he is slated to go on to uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15 this this January, where if he's still champion, we'll fight Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And I hope it stands and hope it sticks the way it is because Kota versus Okada going to be a phenomenal match. Mm-hmm. And as JR says, it'd be a barred burner. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, if you get a chance to look up the watch Dakota and, and Jay White match, watch it. It's a great match. Uh, pull up some of the uh, John Moxley matches because those were some great matches when he, especially the first half of the tournament when he was running through everybody. So those are some great matches also. Mm-hmm. Um, big signing. This is big for me. <clears throat> uh, my favorite female wrestler in the world, Santana Garrett, who's mm-hmm. been all over the place. Uh, she's had moments at NXT matches where they'd call her out and she'd come out and have one-off enhancement matches, which she's nowhere close to being an enhancement talent. Um, formerly of TNA, former WOW Women's Champion, Shine Women's Champion, Shine Tag Team Champion, former Tag Team Champion with Chelsea Green, who's also a member of NXT, signs a contract with WWE to join the NXT roster. <laughs> she's, she's already at the Performance Center. One, I can't wait to see what they do with her. I hope they don't ruin her and, and put some weak-ass character around her. I hope they let her beat her. I hope they let her even team up with uh, Deanna and, um, and and Chelsea Green. Let that faction come about because Chelsea and, and Santana were fantastic together. But for me, big is, this is awesome news. This was the biggest news of the weekend for me. And I cannot wait to see what they do with Santana Garrett in the NXT and in WWE. Uh, eventually, once she gets to the main, cha- main roster, she will be champion. You can hear oh, that yeah. now. <laughs> August 14, 2019, Santana Garrett is being predicted. She, this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. <laughs> Santana Garrett will be women's champion. <clears throat> um, Sasha Banks returned this week. Thoughts on Sasha Banks returning? The legit botch is back. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I... I think it was in a Facebook group. I think me and you were in where it's like uh, that picture of Randy Marsh from South Park. Uh, Michael Cole getting to say it's boss time again. <laughs> I was like, my God, no. Uh, I'm like, what? No. No. She was away. Everything was great. Now she's back. And everything is bad. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Sasha. Neither am I. Me. Um, I dig the blue hair. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. the the only The only thing that 
remotely somewhat excites me about her coming back is the fact that if she jumps over to SmackDown and starts trying to feud with Bailey, Bailey's like, look what I did on my own without you kind of thing. That would be an interesting storyline, but other than that, I could care less. Yeah, I if she's gonna go heel, that's great. I don't want to see more flip flopping with her. Um I don't, yeah, I don't know, man. She's just she doesn't do anything for me on in the ring. No, she doesn't. She's not a great. I I know that she's had some great matches. I know people love her. Um, I just don't think she's as great as people think she is. And then she's horrible on the mic. She yes, like you said, botch one on one. Um, so I got one of my favorite re-injured one of my favorite female wrestlers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, that's that's what we have there. Um, King of the Ring was announced to be returning. Mm-hmm. Not in a pay-per-view, but on Raw again. Um, with, I believe, the finale possibly being on the network. Your thoughts on King of the Ring returning? Um, the fact that they're returning it, it's going to be fantastic. Um, it gives uh, like another like outlook in a way um, to maybe try to get more talent. But and ultimately, I think them trying to bring it back and doing it this way is—I uh, think Vince is truly scared of AEW, and is just trying to do things just to kind of like um, build up WWE. That is the great thing by bringing back some of the old stuff. Yep, absolutely. Um, especially with G One ending, G One ending this week, and um, AEW um, show coming up in a couple weeks, and who knows what tournaments are going to pop up? You never know. Uh, but I think that's absolutely them trying to do something to build up their roster and get more exposure to some of the other talent that may not necessarily be in the championship matches. Uh, there's, there's 16 performers, so it's going to be great to watch the different matches. Uh, I always liked the King of the Ring. I liked it when it was a pay-per-view because it was it was sold on that. Uh, the last one, it was like they did it over a couple of different nights, and they did this and they did that, and you just really weren't paying attention to it. I yeah. felt they did it like they half-assed it last time. So I hope that they don't do it this time. I hope this time they really put the 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 writing to it and the performance to it and really back it so that it's a legit tournament. And we all know that Vince isn't a fan of tournaments, but we know that Triple H is. And so we're really hoping that this really brings that back to where they consistently can do this over and over again. Because I think the King of the Ring tournament is a fantastic tournament and a great starting off point, jumping off point for some talent. Um, I mean, Austin was there, Brett, Owen. Um, I mean – Everyone's done it. Uh, Booker T, Kurt Angle, they've all been King of the Ring champion. And yeah. King of the Ring was awesome. I think Brock Lesnar was even King of the Ring at one point, too. Yeah. Um, so, um, last last news bit. Uh, you, we talked about the pre-show. Uh, you said you didn't watch Straight Up Steve Austin yet? I haven't. I was going to check it out tomorrow. I've been catching up on some other stuff. Definitely check it out. It's the new show. Uh, I think it's only like 30 minutes mm-hmm. after Raw, Monday Night Raw every Monday with Stone Cold Steve Austin doing his thing, interviewing people. It's not a regular talk show because they're actually out in the field or out doing something different with yeah. each person on it. And this last week, his first guest was Rob Riddle, um, comedian, <laughs> actor, former mil- uh, Marine, um, co- sports commentator, uh, football analyst, Rob Riggle. He's fantastic no matter yeah. where he is. Step Brothers, uh, Hangover, he's great. So mm-hmm. having him and Austin shoot the shit the entire match, our entire show was fantastic. <laughs> Definitely worth the watch. This next week, it's going to be a sell from the Practical Jokers, which mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this show. So I, oh, I can't yeah. wait for that. That going to be good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So other than that, 
Uh, anything else you want to share or say today? No, man, that's pretty much it. I don't think I got anything else. All right, where can we follow you? You guys can follow me right over my shoulder at Twitter at MindFreakMLG. Um, talking gaming, wrestling, pop culture, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but the biggest thing, I announced it last week, and I'll announce it once again. Two weeks' time, um, stream stuff is all set up. I'm just waiting for graphics. Check out the new stream at Mixer.com slash JustMindFreak. That's J-U-S-T-M-I-N-D-F-R-E-V-K. New streaming, getting ready for that Destiny Shadow Keep. Nice. Um, I think I need to start start streaming again. Yeah, I've been, man. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, well, because uh, Ultimate Alliance came out. Ultimate Alliance Three came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I've been playing that, and man, I just love that game. That's I, I love game. it. I'm, I mean, it's been like twelve years since the last one came out. Mm-hmm. So I'm so I'm so glad that they came out the new one, even though it's only on Switch. Um, yeah. But that makes it portable, so that yeah, works too. Exactly. Uh, it's great. It's great, man. They did change characters up and made them look more like the MCU no, uh, yeah. <laughs> counterparts. But nice. it's pretty good. It's pretty good. If you haven't played it yet, check it out. It's pretty cool. Uh, other than that, I'm a bearded master. You can find me here um, when I when I tune in. I know I haven't been on much lately, uh, but you can find me Instagram and Twitter. Um, a bearded master. Um, talking wrestling, pop culture, whatever it might be, but always, you know, looking to talk to people. If you want to hit me up about wrestling or whatever it might be, join me there. Uh, other than that, like I said, follow us here um, at Instagram, uh, Malice Corp Smack, and at Twitter, Malice, Cor- or Malice Smack Talk. Other than that, appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Oh, don't, forget, uh, don't forget. Don't um, forget. Also, guys, even though he's not here, uh, follow Masonic Vader 71 on Twitter and PlayStation Network, and I'm calling out a Twitter hunt because he said that me picking Seth Rollins was going to give him three points last week, but he was dead wrong. So let him know how wrong he was. He doesn't have any service up in the woods. Uh, so when he gets back, I just want to see his Twitter blown up with, like, Mind Freak told you, Mind Freak told you, Mind Freak told you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so with that, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening and participating in the chat room. Um, we're here every week come back and see us again other than that we finish out like we always do with the one two three thank you guys